Today's episode is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash adventures in autism. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Before we get into today's episode, I just want to take a minute to talk to you about making authentic friendships. You might remember the founder, Juliana Featherman, from episode 34 of Adventures in Autism. She is an autism sibling who created this amazing interactive web app that enables children ages 13 and up and adults with special needs to make friends based on age, interest, diagnosis, and geographic location. Parents and caregivers can also sign up to connect with other parents and caregivers. For more info or to sign up, head to makingauthenticfriendships.com. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Adventures in Autism, episode 89. I am Megan Carranza. Thank you so much for coming to listen. If it is your first episode, welcome. So happy to have you. And if you have been listening, thank you so much for coming on back. And especially right now during these crazy quarantine times, uh, our family, I believe, is going on week 10. I don't even know, truly. I've lost track Um, of, you know, social distancing and staying inside. We're just, we're keep on trucking, you know, so I hope you're all doing well. And I know our schedules are different. Our routines are off. So I just, everyone listening and supporting the show, I I appreciate you so very much. And I just want to start by saying, I hope all the mamas out there had a very happy Mother's Day. This past Sunday was Mother's Day. So if you're listening in real time, I hope you were all celebrated very well. I actually had like the perfect Mother's Day. I, I made my, my demands <laughs> very known. Uh, obviously during quarantine, it wasn't like I was going to be going to the spa for a massage or a pedicure, but I had very realistic expectations going into it. And I said, all I really wanted was to sleep in as late as I want and just have some peace and quiet. So I did just that. Uh, I also, I also should say that this past week, last week, Manny actually had ankle surgery, my husband. So he's on crutches. He has to be off his feet for two weeks. So I got an extra kid <laughs> for these next couple weeks. Um, so, so thankful that my sister is still quarantined with us. She's been staying with us the whole time. Just kind of helping me with the kids because up until he had his surgery, Manny has, has still been at work and he'll be going back next week. So thankfully she was able to kind of take over. She pulled super aunt duty and she took the kids out of the house for a few hours. They drove to my mom's house, dropped off her presents, did sort of a social distance date with them and just kind of drove all over the place basically so I could get some peace for a few hours and it was amazing. Yeah, I slept in, I took a bath like in the middle of the day. It was just lovely. She brought home some takeout for us for lunch and basically just the whole day I got to like chill and hang out and normally I host Mother's Day. We have like all the family over to my house, which I love, but honestly it was really nice to just like not have any plans for the day (laughs) and just be able to like truly chill. So it was lovely. I hope everybody also had a wonderful Mother's Day and just was able to to get that 
peace and quiet and some much deserved rest. (laughs) So moving on, I'm really excited for today's episode. My guest is Jamie Clark, who if you have been listening to Adventures in Autism, you may remember her back from episode 11. She was my guest and we kind of get into this on the show, but through the podcast is how Jamie and I had connected. And since then we have become very good friends. She is like my (laughs) go-to when I'm having a rough day. Uh, We recorded this episode a couple weeks ago, but I mean, very often Jamie and I will talk on the phone and it's one of those conversations that ends up being like an hour and a half, two hours long. And we're like, how did that even happen? So she's just, she's amazing. She's such a big part of my support system. Our boys are friends. They go to each other's birthday parties. We've had play dates. We like to have like girls night. So it was really, really fun to get to have her on Uh, And we talk a little bit about that, just like finding your tribe, but I'm really excited because the topics that Jamie and I talk about on this episode are topics that I get asked about frequently. So we talk about their potty training journey and how that's looked for them with her son, Blake, he's five. And then we also talk about how he started using an AAC this past year. And we talk about IEP meetings, just lots of stuff that, like I said, I get questions about a lot. So I know that this episode is going to be really valuable to a lot of listeners. And Jamie is just awesome. She has like such a great positive attitude. Her and I definitely have that in common, which I love. So I know you guys will really enjoy listening to this one. So without further ado, I hope you enjoy listening to my conversation with Jamie. Hi, Jamie. Welcome to Adventures in Autism. Hi, Megan. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. I'm super excited to have you. So everyone listening, you might remember Jamie from way back in the beginning. She was my guest on episode 11. And the interesting thing about that is that at the time, Jamie and I kind of knew each other like from afar. We knew each other's kids because they had been in the same preschool class briefly for a time together. But her and I had never connected personally. But then through the podcast we were able to connect and she was a guest in the show. And then since then we have become very good friends, very close friends and a wonderful, just kind of support system for each other. So I'm so excited to have you back on and excited to just get to talk to my friend today. Yes. I can't wait. I know. I love always chatting with you and catching up and wishing we were seeing each other in person to do this, but uh... <laughs> I know we enjoy our, our, our mom dates for sure. Yes. Um. So you were on, so long ago it was like back last November like really right after I started the podcast so I know a lot obviously has changed for you guys and I'm familiar with most of it but if you would kind of catch up the listeners on just kind of like how things have been for for you and Blake your little cutie in this past year and a half yeah no problem so Blake just turned five I think last time when we recorded he was like three and a half. So yeah, Yeah. it has has been a while. So um, we are still working on potty training. I feel like that has been like the never ending um, thing we've been working the longest on, but um, he's doing good with it. We're, you know, we're plugging along. It still kind of has like some weeks where we're at 80% potty train, some weeks like right now or more like 50% because we're kind of off our routine and our schedule, but he is starting to um, use a device, which is really exciting because now he's telling us that he has to go potty on the device. So that's been really, really helpful. Um, And he's just able to communicate a lot more in general with his device. So um, he's on SnapCore Plus 
And we had done about a six month trial of it on our iPad. And then um, his speech teacher was able to do a write up and get it submitted to insurance. And we were able to get his actual device, which is great because it's got like Gorilla Glass and it's really sturdy. Um, And he uses it at school and he uses it at home. So he's able to really communicate with all of us, um, all of his needs. And now he's getting really good at independently navigating it um, and telling us things we're almost not even expecting. So that's really been cool. Um, He finished, well, I guess finished. I don't know what to call it right now because we're in quarantine, but um, (laughs) his Last year of preschool, um, he had an amazing teacher who's been wonderful working with him and he made a lot of progress. He had all his Q3 goals, which was a huge accomplishment for him because he had lots of goals between his class and therapy. And we've been working a lot on um, playing with friends and he was able to achieve that goal where he had um, sustained interaction with friends in the class. So that was really nice um, to hear. And now we are just trying to figure out Um, our kindergarten transition. So if he's going to stay at his home school with a one-to-one aid, or if he's going to go to um, a different school so that his needs can be met. So we're kind of going back and forth with the district and trying to figure out the best placement for him. So it's been a a busy few, several months, year and a half, I guess now, but, (laughs) um, but yeah, so that's kind of where we're at with everything. And, um, he's just, he's just happy. He's talking a lot more, which is so, so exciting. We're getting a lot of new words every day. He's starting to actually like repeat words when he hears something or like tell us what something is. Um, so it's nice to hear his little voice more and more. And, um, yeah, he's just, he's little love of our life. He's playing a lot with his brother, his brother's two and a half now. So he's a really good verbal companion for him because he's a little chatterbox. So, and just kind of, you know, seeing them interact more and more is just really sweet. That's amazing. Yeah. I love hearing all that stuff. Um, you, you touched on a couple of things that I get a lot of questions about. So I know that listeners probably <laughs> will too. Um, one being potty training and the other being the device. Yes. So talk to me a little more about the potty training journey, because I've talked about it on the show we really worked on potty training at home for probably like a solid year. Like starting from the time that Logan was four, we started working on it. And this is actually before he was even diagnosed, um, like just before he was diagnosed. Um, and then once we started ABA, they kind of stepped in and we were working on it at home. Um, and more and more, he was like starting to, you know, kind of grasp the concept and, you know, he was using the potty more and more. But it was just like, we couldn't kind of get that final piece until we did what I've talked about before is kind of like the intensive potty training program at the ABA center, Yeah, which I should say, Jamie and I used the same company for ABA. Um, We've actually even had like a couple therapists that have like crossed over that both the kids have used, um, which is so fun. But yeah, so Logan went to the center for the, the like intensive potty training. And then since then, he's done great. We've had like a little bit of regression here and there. But I would say he's mainly potty trained. Um, so I know, like you were saying, it's been like a long process and it definitely yes. was for us too. So just tell me a little more about that. So we started potty training right after my first episode aired. So it was like Thanksgiving break um, twenty. 18 and they did like kind of an intensive potty training where he just wears like a long shirt the first few days and then we added underwear and then 
like it was basically a shirt and underwear for a few weeks and I had put like tarps down because we have um, carpet in our family room and in my office and um, all the other rooms are hardwood on our first floor so they were like trying to keep him on the hardwood but you know there was like 50% accidents in the beginning and we just didn't want to be scrubbing the carpet all the time well then <laughs> I remember we came for a play date yeah and we got all those tarps down I was like this is perfect oh my god was not fully potty trained at yes. that point like <laughs> This works out great. <laughs> yeah. So we had tarps everywhere, blankets everywhere, towels everywhere. And then we did that for like four weeks. And then it was almost Christmas. And I was like, I can't live like this anymore. Like <laughs> we want to put up our Christmas tree. I can't be like cleaning everything. And the tarps were getting ruined from like the kids playing on them. And Parker was little and crawling. So it was just like a mess. So we um, still kept potty training and we were doing time training in the beginning. So they would like come over really early first thing in the morning, we'd put him on the potty and he'd have to sit till he went or for a certain time period. So I think we started with like 30 minutes and then he usually like went well before that. So then he'd get off, then he'd be off for five minutes and he'd go back on. He'd sit for a certain period, then he'd come off and then he could be off for 10 minutes. And we kind of like worked our way up and down. And he was mm-hmm. able to do that probably after like two weeks, we worked our way all the way up and down that chart. And then um, ever since then, we kind of just put him on like once an hour, or if he's had a lot to eat or drink certain foods, we know like we'll make him have to go to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Um, and then now he's able to tell me like a little bit like no, if he doesn't have to go or with this device or he runs in there. So he wears a pull up um, instead of a diaper now because it's much easier for him to take on and off. Mm-hmm. So now he'll run into the bathroom, pull his pants down, grab his tablet, sit on the potty and sometimes just sit and then sometimes sit and actually go. Um, mm-hmm. What he's not able to do is tell us like when he's done, if he's gone. So a lot of times too, we're guessing if he's only like maybe peed a tiny bit because you can't tell. Mm-hmm. So also I think Maybe he's not getting 100% credit for all the times he goes because sometimes I'm standing there. I hear him go. I see him go. You look in the toilet. You almost can't tell. So mm-hmm. that's been hard too. But um, but yeah, so he's getting definitely a lot more independent. Um, when we first started, he couldn't take his pants up and down independently. And now he can do that very, very well. So mm-hmm. um, the only thing he can't fully do is like if he kicks off his dry pull-up, he can't get his feet through it to pull it back on. So we have to put his feet through and then he can fully pull it up. And then same thing with his pants. A lot of times he'll kick his pants like totally off on the potty. So then we have to get his feet started and then he can pull up his pants. So he's getting more independent. Um, He knows how to wash his hands and do all that now. He thinks it's funny because we make him count to 20 when we put the soap on. So (laughs) he's really good at counting up to 20 and down to 20 um, or at least he knows like what numbers are coming and he gets all excited when I get down to five because we start counting a little bit faster and he thinks it's hilarious. <laughs> we do like a countdown. So, um, so yeah, so I mean, it's been going better because the girls aren't here doing his therapy and they're not taking him every hour or more often. We're a bit off the schedule because we're both working and then we're trying to like work with the kids and then trying to potty train. A lot of times we'll forget Um, Mm -hmm. or he's at my parents' house. Maybe he just doesn't want to sit on the potty. So we definitely have had a little bit of regression. Um, he's had like one or two dry days where he's been totally dry, but that's very far and few between. And he still, um, wears a overnight pull up at night because he's, he's been dry like twice ever overnight. So 
you know, and also I talked about in the last episode that I did, um, he had a tethered cord surgery at nine months. And so a lot of times that can affect the, how well they can feel the pressure in the bladder. Mm. So we also don't fully know if he's feeling it all the time when he has to go. So we went to, um, for his annual checkup this year and everything was really good, but until he's fully potty trained, they can't do like a urine analysis test where he sits on like kind of like a commode potty and it kind of like measures, um, the bladder, but everything has always come back healthy when he's had to do testing with them. So they're not really concerned, but since he's not fully verbal, he also can't tell us. So that's kind of like the, the weird other piece of this um, on top of the autism and like that making potty training harder. We don't mm-hmm. fully know because he can't communicate to us, um, you know, how well he's feeling that feeling and that sensation. So, mm-hmm. so it's been a journey. We're hoping by this summer that we can, if we can do ABA again, that we can do something more, you know, intense again and see mm-hmm. if we can really kind of get there with him. Um, but he holds it for a lot longer. And then when we put him on the potty, he knows it's time to go and he'll go. So we feel like he's getting it. He's, it's just, you know, it's not there yet. So I think it's going to be a two year journey for us. Yeah, I think, and I appreciate you saying that because like I said, I get questions about potty training a lot. And what I always kind of tell people is that like, it really just takes time. And I know yeah. that that's like not the answer. That I'm yeah. <laughs> for. Um, I get it. That wasn't the answer I wanted either, but I mean, I think with any kid, it takes time and they need to be ready. But I mean, especially with kiddos on the spectrum, it's like this. And like you said, like, you know, when, when you have, you know, limited verbal, like it's just right. like everything is like kind of another hurdle. Um, that's not to say like, he won't get there or anyone's kid won't get there. It just is going to take a little more time. And like you said, like sometimes it's, you know, you're doing really great. Then you have a little regression. I mean, we definitely, we had a, he had a major regression, um, like at the beginning of this school year on like September, October. And it, it was almost a month. It was probably three weeks, if not four that, we were just having so many accidents. Like he had gone from not having accident in months to having like sometimes two or three accidents a day. Yeah. And I was like, Oh my gosh, like, are we ever going to get back to this place where like, we're, we're better again. Um, and we just kept at it. We just continued to, you know, do the same things, follow even stricter guidelines. Cause kind of like how you said, we had been taking him every hour. And then once he got better at going on his own, we kind of stopped doing that. And it was, sometimes he would tell us, but a lot of times he was just going independently and just going on his own. Um, but we had to get back to the place where we were taking him every hour. We were modeling for him, you know, on his device, like go potty. Um, and it just, I mean, it took a while, but then we, we were able to, you know, get back to a better place. And then kind of over Christmas break when we had a little shift in our schedule with like, you know, being off school, he had a little regression and he got back to it. We've been lucky during quarantine he actually has been doing really good like I mean every now and then he has an accident but I was told I was prepared for him to be like having tons of accidents because (laughs) I know any like disruptance to the schedule usually affects that yep Um, and now that I just said it out loud it probably will (laughs) (laughs) everybody knock on wood for me please (laughs) but yes it's it's we've been we've been pretty lucky but I mean he was potty like he's been fully potty trained now for like over a year. Um, so if you don't count the regression time, so I mean like, yeah, it definitely, it just, it takes time. And I feel like 
more and more I'm learning, I'm like, this is an ongoing journey, like kind of like with all things. Yes. <laughs> this is an ongoing, ongoing thing that we're just going to have to like stay on top of. And I think too, like once they're able to physically go in there, pull down their pants, pull up their pants, like that's a game changer because it gives mm-hmm. them the independence at school. Like he did go a few times at school and his teacher would like always tell me and I'd be so excited because it's also, I think, easier for them to go at home where everything is very comfortable versus school Mm -hmm. where they might be in the middle of doing something and now they have to stop know the feeling communicate somehow to the teacher or the aide that they have to go or just get up and walk into the bathroom so I think that adds a whole nother layer and in preschool at my son's school now there's a potty in the bathroom but once they Mm -hmm. go to kindergarten or in the classroom there's no potty in the classroom in kindergarten so Mm -hmm. if he's not fully potty trained which they said is fine because he has an IEP. We have to figure out, do they go to the nurse's office? Because if he has a female age, she can't go in the boy's bathroom with him. So it kind of adds, mm-hmm. you know, having okay. different genders, um, a little bit of complexity. And I think in general, they can't just the two of them, you know, be in the bathroom together for safety reasons. So, um, you know, it's, it's, we're just hoping that before kindergarten, we can kind of get things to click a little bit more and then we're not having to worry about it so much. Yeah, I think you're right, though, because I feel like that was one of the things with Logan for a long time before he was actually potty trained. We worked on him with was like you said, like pulling your pants down, you know, independently and then sitting in the potty, getting up, putting your pants back on independently, washing your hands. And it's funny because then when I was potty training Liliana, it was a much quicker experience. (laughs) I'm hoping for that with Parker too. But it was it was hard for her to learn the like pulling her pants up by herself and you know all that and like the the washing your hands like that stuff you know logan had been doing for a long time it was just getting him to click with like the actual going potty and then with her it was like she going potty click but i had to teach her then to independently you know do don't run out with your pants down (laughs) yeah yeah you're totally right because that was actually we we had logan's iep over zoom last week and that was one of the things that they had said was one of his strengths is that he can go to the bathroom like totally independently at school which I mean, honestly, if you had told me that a year ago, <laughs> but yeah. when we, when he was not potty trained yet, like, I don't know if I would have believed it. So, cause like you said, like they're used to kind of their, their home environment. So it definitely, yeah, anyone listening who's, you know, ready, <laughs> ready to be done with diapers and, and move on and, and be potty trained. I totally hear you, but just know that it, it is a journey. And if you just keep on trucking, yes. you're going to get there. <laughs> be patient. It'll happen. Yes, patient. <laughs> We're waiting for that day. I can't wait to text you and say, no. Blake's potty trained too. <laughs> He's going to get there. He totally is. He's so close. Yes. Um. So the other thing I wanted to ask you about too, is just his, his device. Cause I know, I've seen his device before, um, but it is different than Logan's, but you said he's like navigating it more now. Tell me just about your journey with him starting a device and what that looked like. Cause again, I get a lot of questions about that. Yeah. So he did um, PEX similar to Logan um, mm-hmm. to start out when they were younger. He started PEX uh, a little bit after he turned three. Um, Cause that's when he got his diagnosis. And then that's when he started ABA um, and he did PEX for, almost a year, I think like nine months when we started talking about a device and he really had to get um, pointing skills before we started the device because the district had tried to do it like the year before and he didn't have the skill to point um, and like he had never used an iPad because he was only three. Mm -hmm. So once he got those skills down, he really had the ability to use a device and did well with it. Um, So we started trialing SnapCore Plus and 
to be honest, that was the only program we trialed. Um, it looks a lot like PAX and he just took to it very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we were able to make a lot of progress. So we kind of then didn't want to stop to test something else and lose progress because the different programs, the icons look different. Mm-hmm. So we wanted to make sure that we were picking something that was going to click for him and make sense. So we did about a six month trial and then um, right around the holidays, I said, you know, let's, let's start moving forward with this. Mm-hmm. Um, so then our speech therapist wrote up a letter for it. Um, we had the people from Toby Dynavox come out to the house and kind of show us the device. There was like two different sizes. So we wanted to talk about that and then show us like what it would look like. And it really looked just like the one he was trialing um, before that was on our iPad. So nothing besides that the device is sturdier the pictures and the icons were all set up the same way. And mm-hmm. then the school was able to get him um, an iPad that mimicked it so that he doesn't have to put it in his backpack. And cause it's kind of heavy to bring it back and forth every day. Mm-hmm. Um, and it'll also help with the battery life. So we just leave it on all the time for him because then he doesn't have to worry about like the extra step of like turning it on and then like waiting a few minutes for it to boot. So that does kind of kill the battery. Like when we're at home right now by two 30, the battery's starting to go. So mm-hmm. it's nice because then I can, you know, have it charged up when he gets home from school and then he can just jump right into it and then I charge it overnight. So, mm-hmm. and then also if ours broke or anything, he's got the backup with the school one. So I kind of like having the two mirrored devices and they're set up exactly the same way. Um, so that's been really nice. So we got his permanent device right when quarantine started in March. Um, mm-hmm. So his therapist came and picked it up programmed it overnight for us and then drove it back which was really nice and then he's been using it ever since and then um she's been able to program it for us um you know virtually basically is what she's been doing so it's Mm -hmm. been really good and then she's sending us different programs and different ideas and now he's doing what um they call babbling so he has a lot of custom screens for it like uh favorite tv shows and it shows like all the um, Disney shows that he likes and then it's got like favorite foods and it's got like all his preferred foods and then now we're going to start teaching him to go to the actual food part where there's like every food you could think of and he can pick mm-hmm. that way that way mm-hmm. he's not limited in his options um, so the other day he was what they call babbling so like playing around with it basically and he had had a very large breakfast and he found a button that said full and he clicked it to basically communicate I don't want any more breakfast. You can stop feeding mm. me now. So that was really cool. And yeah. then, um, he's been telling us like he did it one way where um, he hit like, I have to go to the bathroom, but then normally his as like, I have to go potty. So mm-hmm. he hit, I have to go to the bathroom by babbling. And then he hit his potty button that says I have to go potty to like really make sure like I'm telling you in two <laughs> different ways, like, Someone get me on the toilet. Yeah. So that was nice. And then um, today we were working on one of his goals is to match his one through 20 numbers, but out of order. So his teacher made this really cool thing where it's like seven, nine, two, three, like everything's out of, I guess not two, three, but two, 12, everything's out of order. Yeah. And so he's been matching his numbers and one of them he wasn't getting. And so he, he was babbling on it and said, I need help, please. And then before I helped him, he found the number and he matched it. So it was cool that that was the first time that he was like really asking for help using the device. Mm 
Um, so yeah, he's just, he's been doing really well with it and we're really happy with it and insurance covered it, which was great. And the timing when he got it was really good. Cause now we've got plenty of time to play around with it. So mm-hmm. it's been a really good experience, but I think being on PECS first and being able to communicate with that really helped him and having that familiarity mm-hmm. with the pictures, I think that was very helpful, especially because he was so young. Now he's like mm-hmm. zoom, 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 like whether it's an iPad a Kindle Fire, his device, his device is on um, a Windows computer. It's actually like a computer tablet. Um, oh, okay. I so was it, wondering. Yes, yeah, so you can like technically like go on the internet and like do other things on it. We don't show him any of that, but mm-hmm. it's kind of nice in case when he gets older, if he needed to do something for school and like look something up or, or do something, you know, something that wasn't on there, he could do that as mm-hmm. well. So, yeah, yeah. Logan's device is on an iPad, but there is a we, we use something called guided access, which okay. basically if you hit the home button three times, it goes into guided access. And that means that he can only use the app that's pulled up currently. So we just always keep it on guided access and have it on his program, which um, he uses touch chat. So he can't get out of that unless we hit the home button again, three times, and then he's out of guided access. So same thing that like he could use it for other stuff. Yeah. We really just don't even do that though. <laughs> yeah. We don't either. Don't show them yeah. that. Or they'll be like on YouTube kids watching yeah, all their favorite shows exactly. all day. Yeah. He, he has another tablet that he can use for play stuff, but that's why I guess that's people. what we do like, too. We do separate feel like tablets. If I, yeah. People are like, I feel like if I give them this, like they're just going to think it's for play. And it's like, well, Yes, but that's why you really just have to make them know, like, this is really just for speech and just for communication. And once you kind of establish that, I think they they really kind of get that. But yeah. just like you said, I feel like having having PECs first or like some type of, you know, uh, you know, alternative communication, I think really does sort of help set you up for then using a device because it's like they already understand, like, OK, this is how I'm going to communicate and like yes. use my words. Um, cause I know that's something that I definitely get asked a lot too, but that's awesome to hear. He's like using it more. I know it's always so fun to see Logan. Like I never heard it called babbling. So that's interesting, but he, yeah, he, just, he will come sometimes like navigate and like just sort of like push different words. Yep. Um, but then he ends up like using those later. So it's like, he's just kind of like playing with them to kind of see like, he's like remembering, he like, I'm like, how did he find that? he went like on six screens. I don't even know where that is, but it always makes sense. Like one, one day my husband made some type of funny noise. He was talking to Blake and he made a funny noise and Blake, I'm not kidding. One second later hit a button that sounded exactly like the noise my husband made. And I was like, one, I don't even know what he was like saying or doing, but two, how did you even find it? We were just laughing so hard because we were like, Mm -hmm. he's almost like trying to like joke around with us. Like I can do that too, dad, you know, like, Mm -hmm. So that was very cool. So yeah, he's been doing really well with the device and really well, you know, communicating and communicating even when it's not on his special page. And it helps a lot. Like when he wants to watch a show, he will put the remote literally in my hand. But then a lot of times I'm guessing or asking him to point. So having Mm -hmm. him him pick on his device or pick what song he wants to listen to, he gets so excited then when it comes on. And a lot of times he tells me like two shows at a time, like Puppy Dog (laughs) Pals, Vampirina, like after this one, make sure I get my next show. So it's, it's yeah, really fun. Yeah. That's, awesome. that's amazing. Yeah. Um, so I know one of the things that, that you and I were talking about beforehand, um, just like I said, you are someone who I connected with 
through the podcast and then we've just been able to you know have this awesome friendship yes. and I'm so thankful for you um and just having like a friend who who gets it who like understands this just last week you and I were having yes. <laughs> this conversation um and I know you you have other in just in your neighborhood you have other friends so tell me like for you how how it is like navigating relationships you know with people who have typical kids or you know finding friends like me who have you know another child on the spectrum who really get it I mean just I think it's it's everybody we we all need that sense of community and it's like you don't want to alienate your your friends who you know have typical children but at the same time it's like you really do need to find that community of people who get it. Yes. So how has that been for you? It's been awesome. Well, first of all, I am so thankful for you. The feeling is very mutual. Um, And I'm so thankful that our boys were in this class because it allowed us to find each other. And I feel like our paths have been similar in so many ways that it's, Mm -hmm. it is, you need that friend that just gets it, that you don't have to explain everything to like, yes, you say like, I got the IEP today. Everything looks good but it's still upsetting to read it, you know? And then the other Mm -hmm. person's like, Oh, me too. I had that day too. You know? And it's like, you don't have to like one of my other friends might be like, why was it upsetting then if everything looked good? And it's like, well, it's a reminder of the, you know, mountain we're climbing, like all progress Mm -hmm. is good, but you know, things in black and white are sometimes hard to look at and see and hear. So it's like, Mm -hmm. you know, we are for sure in the same boat. So I feel like, you know, it's just a very easy friendship. You know, we don't have to explain a lot, like with the whole potty training thing. Like, you know, sometimes I'm texting you like, how did you do this? Or what did you do? How long did this take? And it's like, yeah, my other friends would be like three days. It was so easy. You just like leave the underwear off. And I'm like, please don't even three days. What? (laughs) What is three days? You know, three years we're going to be at. So, you know, it's just like, it's very easy. Um, And we have a really good support system in our neighborhood too. There's quite a few kids on the spectrum. So I actually created a Facebook page um, just for my neighborhood where any special needs parents can post or there's some even um, therapists in the neighborhood or like principals and teachers and administrators that have joined that can kind of give advice to us as parents like, you know, what advocate company do you guys use? You know, what programs are you using? What ABA company do you use? You know, what situations have you guys been in? Um, So that's been really helpful as well. And just being able to have these moms that when you do have those tough days, like you can just text or ask for advice. You know, when your son was going into kindergarten, you know, what programs did you consider or, you know, what, what accommodations did you ask for? Things like that, where, you know, it is nice to have somebody who's a few years ahead of you in this navigating Mm -hmm. it and kind of hear their experience to what they've been through. Cause obviously things change every single year, but it just helps to kind of know, okay, like we've been here before too. We survived. We're doing well. This is what helped my child, you know, look into this or contact this advocate or call this girl up. She, you know, was in a similar situation. So between our little group that we've got and then, um, you know, that it's been essential, like really, really (laughs) essential just to survive, you know, and to just not feel like I'm the only one going through this because, I'm not. And the numbers, you know, are increasing. So in a few years, 
this is going to be the norm. And there are going to be tons of kids in the class that have this, not just one or two kids. So it's like, you know, we have to be prepared for this. So it definitely helps. And some people are more private about it than others. And other people, you and I are very open about um, the voice diagnosis. So I just try to respect that too. And just talk privately and call and text certain friends, but other friends, you know, I post something and they're very supportive. So, um, you know, everybody's been really supportive in our life. I have to say, like all my friends with typical kids have been very supportive, but you know, they only see what they see on social media or what I call and tell them. And it's like, you're living and breathing it every day, just like I am. So there's Mm -hmm. just a certain level of, you know, you don't have to explain it. And that's kind of everything when you're going through this. So I think it definitely, definitely is, you got to find your tribe, you know, and be there for Mm -hmm. each other and check in on each other. I know we were all texting when the quarantine first started, like, are you guys okay? Everyone okay? Who's surviving? Any issues? Like (laughs) anyone need anything, you know, and you were like posting a ton of great ideas, like still go for those car rides, get out of the house. Because I think a lot of times our boys aren't necessarily like playing with toys the way that our typical kids are where mm-hmm. they could fill an hour, you know, playing with their dolls or their trains or their trucks or yeah. you know whatever it is. And, you know, Blake will just kind of walk around the house or I have to do things like one-on-one with him. So, you know, it's, it's not the same, especially for this like e-learning homeschooling that we're kind of doing right now. I'll say to my other working, you know, mom friends, how are you guys getting any work done? They're like, well, we set up art and then they do art for 20 minutes while I do my conference <laughs> call. And I'm like, okay, Blake, here's an iPad for 20 minutes. That's what that looks like in our house. Like he'll sit on that iPad as long as I let him. But, you know, so we've been doing ABC mouse. He can do um, some of that independently. Some, he still needs me kind of like, good job, do another one, you know, like coaching him. <laughs> um, so yeah. just things look different. You know, if I want to know what what is working, I'm going to call you and maybe not someone else. So, um, <laughs> you know, you can at least give me the reality of your day too. So I yeah. like to go for a lot of walks and hoping as the weather improves, we did, a, we did two different walks today. And then he's talking a lot more on the walks because we're really over-exaggerating like what we see and what we hear and what we're noticing. And so mm-hmm. he's starting to repeat some of the words that, um, you know, we're saying on the walk. So we're trying to do a lot of walks and I try to do the walks just one-on-one with him for the most part when mm-hmm. I'm trying to do like a speech walk, because otherwise his brother will answer all the questions, even if I say right. Blake, <laughs> you know, he's <laughs> eager to also tell me what he's seen and hearing. So I try to get that one-on-one time, even if it's a 20 minute lap around our section of the neighborhood with just Blake so that I can like really listen to every single sound and word that he's saying. And then I keep a list on my phone and I, um, update it. And that's how I also can update all his therapist, um, kind of mm. with his new words. So I, I just keep like a little thing in my phone. Cause I usually have my phone on me rather than trying to write them down. So yeah, that helps a lot too. And then that's good because they can also like submit those lists to insurance just to show the progress. And, um, mm-hmm. so that's been really helpful. And then our insurance approved him to do speech therapy more often. So as soon as the shelter is lifted, I'm going to try to um, increase his time with his speech therapist. Cause I think that's helping as well. Um, so I feel like the more minutes we can get with her, you know, the better he'll do. So yeah, kind of doing anything and everything. Ironically, he's been talking more than ever verbally. So who knows? That's awesome. Maybe his body just needed a break, you know, from, well, that's, I was telling you that, like Logan had a, a, a speech like teletherapy session 
this is a couple weeks ago. We're doing them every week, but him as his therapist and I were talking and I was saying, I'm like, he's actually been doing really good. And I'm like, I feel like I've been hearing like more from him. And she mm. was saying like, sometimes breaks are a good thing. And, you know, we need that time to reset. And then it's like, you kind of come back into it with like more motivation. Yeah. And I mean, this break has lasted a little longer than <laughs> I would have liked. Yes. <laughs> the never ending break we had the same kind of breakthrough at christmas we took two weeks off we went to mexico for a week and he was speaking spanish and english there and we were like (laughs) um what's going on and we came back and his um bcba came the second day like his second full day back and she was expecting like we were still going to be like getting back in our routine and she's like he rocked today he did like the Mm -hmm. best ever and i'm like I think the poor kid just needed a break. Like, yeah, I'm usually in a better mood when I get back from vacation too. Cause I'm like somewhat relaxed and tan mm-hmm. and happy and haven't had to clean the house all week or, you know, do laundry all week. So I'm like, I'm in a better mood too after a vacation. So <laughs> it's, it's been interesting to kind of see, you know, how that's changed things. And it'll be interesting depending on how we continue with things with, you know, learning in the fall and, um, you know, stuff like that. But yeah, I'm, I'm happy for any words we get. So I'm like, okay, that's a silver lining for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I agree. I think, I think having the break, it started out really good because it felt like we were, we were actually getting that break. Like you said, like we, you know, when you're constantly doing therapy in school, it's like these kids work so hard, they don't really get a break. I know in the past with Logan, I have felt a lot of guilt over that, but then it seems like when he would get a break, he didn't really handle it very well. Whereas with the quarantine, it was like, he was handling it so well. And he yeah. was like really enjoying this time off. It seems like as time has gone on, cause we're on like, you know, week 487 yeah. at this point. <laughs> I feel like we're, the wheels are starting to come off a little bit. So yeah. We've been definitely hitting some, some struggles. Um, but I do think that's important to remember. And I've definitely reminded myself that like kind of at the hard times when I'm starting to spiral and think like, Oh my God, how long is it going to last for? that you know okay this sometimes breaks are good and we just have to kind of take it for what it is right now yeah and I will say like when we do the zoom calls with his teacher he gets very excited he actually said mm-hmm. I see you um Aww. the other day when we were I think we were on mute because when you have a lot of four and five-year-olds you kind of have to mute everyone or they all try to talk at once but um mm-hmm. and then when he saw one of his other teachers he was like hola 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 I don't know why he said hola oh not God. hi but he was very excited to see um, one of the aides in the room. So, and then a few mm-hmm. of the girls, he was like trying to wave to on the camera when they came on. So it's been, it's been really cute to see that he recognizes all them. He doesn't have mm-hmm. the longest attention span after like 10 minutes. He's kind of like, okay, let's go do something else now. But mm-hmm. it's nice for them to all kind of see each other's faces. We do it like every other week. So that's been really mm-hmm. cute as well. And then I, usually do like a zoom meeting with the teacher and with his therapy team to just give them updates, but he doesn't have the attention span to sit on those calls. Cause they're not 10 minutes They're usually longer mm-hmm. than that. So um, we've kind of been doing that. And then same thing what I do a teletherapy each week with his um, BCBA who runs the ABA programs that he does since we're not doing ABA therapy right now. And then we just kind of catch up on what he's been doing, anything new to work on any questions or if there's any regressions to talk about, but Really, I thought he was going to be like a mess off his schedule. And I have to say the kid's doing really well. So awesome. thank God we both got lucky that I think this is actually <laughs> going well for us. So, yeah. It's been yeah, it's definitely good. going better than I would have expected it to. Yes. But 
like I said, the last couple of weeks, I do feel like we've hit some snags. <laughs> well, and it's been raining a lot here. We haven't had the yeah, kids outside have- that much. I think that makes a huge difference too. Like tonight, the boys were outside. We have um, a big couch outside and Blake was laying on it with his iPad and he did not want to come in to go to bed. Like he was mm-hmm. like, mom, I'm living my best life. It's a beautiful night. I've got my iPad. I'm in my jammies. Like, let Aww. me enjoy my time, you know? So yeah, he definitely is a happy boy when he's outside and we have the fenced in yard and the swing set. So he's, he's really enjoying that. So hopefully this weather will cooperate and the kids will get to be outside more, get that energy yeah. out. Fresh air definitely helps. Yeah. One of our biggest issues with outside though is logan has he has pika but he also just because of like sensory stuff like he wants to like eat dirt and eat mulch and leaves so that's always a challenge because we definitely he would like live outside if we let him um so it's really hard to have like all three kids by myself outside because the second i turn away he will just get into like a pile of dirt or something yeah Um, But tonight he was out there with Manny and Manny had all the kids out there with him. I was making dinner and they were out there for a while, like over an hour. And I, I went out to check on him. I'm like, how's everything going? And he was like, Oh, it's good. I'm like, is he trying to eat anything? And he was like, no, he hasn't tried to once. So I'm like, Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Blake used to do that a lot more. And he truthfully, well, once in a while, like the other day he like found this dead leaf and like put it in his mouth. We're like, no, no, we pulled it out, but Mm -hmm. he's not, doing it as much he used to do it with the mulch like he just he likes mm-hmm. to chew so he has a mm-hmm. truly necklace and um but he hasn't been doing it a lot lately and when we're walking he's constantly moving and he likes to hold my hand when we walk so mm-hmm. he doesn't really have a hand available like he only has the other hand available and he's not really grabbing anything and nothing's really at his level like the grass is really low the trees are really high so mm-hmm. we're we're constantly moving so he's not like able to pick up any dirt or mulch so that's been good and then um when we all go out like me and chris and the dog and blake and parker we usually throw the kids in the stroller and then we'll let them get out in like our neighborhood has like empty areas where they're still developing so we let the kids kind of run around in the empty areas so that there's no cars in those areas um Mm -hmm. but then like when we're by like main roads even if we're on the sidewalk we throw them in the stroller because it just takes like two seconds if one of them were dart into the street so Mm. then they still can get their running out and their energy out but then we have it a bit more controlled and contained and then again they can't grab anything when they're in the stroller so that's good when they're in the empty area there's nothing to grab in those areas really so yeah that helps too yeah walking it's not so much of a problem because he, he usually is I don't a lot of times he will hold our hands. He's good about holding hands, yeah. but I do kind of encourage him to sort of just like walk independently yep. because I mean, thankfully Logan is not one to elope. Um, and I just think that that's like something that we want to continue to like instill in him that like, you know, when we're, when we're walking, we all walk together, yeah. whether we're holding or not. So we do kind of try to, we give him like just a little bit of rope there, you know, yes. um, and just kind of see what he does. But thankfully, yeah. on walks, it's not so much of an issue. It's more like when we're playing, in the backyard or the front yard and same thing like we have a we have a you know fenced in yard we have a swing set we have a trampoline so it's like i i want to be able to utilize all that but it definitely can be stressful sometimes when i'm like oh my gosh are you just gonna like try to eat eat the dirt right, <laughs> right. i know so that's like one of our our big issues for sure one of our challenges that we we're like always trying to work on so that was a big win tonight that he didn't even try to eat the dirt yeah that's amazing <laughs> see he was saving it all for dinner 
I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> Saving that appetite. Well, I always joke. I'm like, I don't understand why you want to eat dirt, but you won't eat pizza. Right. Like, please explain this logic to me, child. It does not make any sense. Do you not know how delicious pizza is? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. He's such a stinker. His foods, he, he's expanded his palate quite a bit, but still won't eat pizza. So, you know. Blake is back on pizza. He had a long hiatus, which is nice because for birthday parties, almost everyone orders pizza. So that helps. (laughs) But he likes to pull all the cheese off, eat that first, and then eat the bread. He doesn't like hold it and bite it. I'm like, kid, however you want to eat it, just I was just going to say, yeah, that does not matter. As long as it gets in the belly, that's all that really matters. Yeah, so he's been, (laughs) same thing. He's been eating a lot better. Still not a ton of meat, um, but we do a lot of non-meat protein snacks. So like um, high protein applesauce and mm. we do mm-hmm. like um, a chocolate protein shake that I mix with whole milk so between those two it's a lot of protein and um, I try to get like dried cheese and he'll eat like yogurt and regular cheese so we just try to That's do good. since I'm vegetarian we have a lot of um, protein options that are not necessarily meat so he'll eat some yeah, meat I'm but... gonna say maybe he just wants to have a diet like mom yeah I mean and I'm the one that cooks <laughs> most of the time so Mm-hmm. You know, he's mostly eating what I'm, I'm not offering meat a ton. My husband, mm-hmm. you know, offers it when he's making his dinner. So, you know, it's just kind of hit or miss, but I'm obviously okay with that. He loves veggies and he loves fruit, like especially berries. So I'm like, mm-hmm. go to town kid. So, and we try to do yeah. like some gluten-free, we do dye-free. Um, we're not super strict about it, but you know, anything that we can do to kind of get more nutrients into him he he's taken like a multivitamin now and we do juice plus so just you know whatever we can to kind of get healthy stuff in them but it's most important that they eat so sometimes you got to pick your battles he definitely is a carb uh, junkie like his mom so a lot of pasta (laughs) and cereal and things like that but you know it's all in balance yeah (laughs) Um, so the last thing I wanted to talk to you about, you have some very exciting news that you are going to be a board member of my very favorite nonprofit, the Autism Hero Project. Yes. Tell me about that. So I found out about the Autism Hero Project through your podcast. Tamika <laughs> was an early guest um, and she is the president of the Autism Hero Project. And she did a gala, which was actually the first time you and I met in person. Yeah, like our double date night. I said, we we need to do that again. But um, yeah, so they run an amazing um, non for profit the Autism Hero Project, um, autismheroproject.org, which actually provides um, insurance benefits for kids on the spectrum to receive ABA therapy. So if the parents insurance doesn't cover it for whatever reason, or the parents are financially unable to cover it, they can apply um, to the Autism Hero Project to get funding for it. And so then Um, we, my husband and I sponsored, um, three children last year to get ABA therapy and we're hoping to do more this year. Um, but we've just been really passionate. I know you and I fundraise a lot for it and post a lot on Facebook and have friends and family that have always been very generous and, um, donating to them. My husband and I are monthly donors. Um, and so we're just trying to raise awareness for autism and, I've been thinking about being on the board for the last year and my kids were a little and finally the timing was right. So I'm very, very excited. It was just announced literally a few days ago, two days ago. So it'll be, um, it'll be really fun. And Tamika and I have become very close friends. So thank you for connecting us. And the three (laughs) of us like to go out together and always have a good time. And she's part of our tribe and our inner circle. And 
So it's been a wonderful experience. So yeah, I'm really excited. Um, I was a, well, I technically still am philanthropist of the year, um, an award that she created last year. So that was a really big honor. So we've just, we've really bonded. So it's been, it's been a great experience and I'm excited to help her um, raise more money and, and grow the non-for-profit. Yeah. I mean, kind of going back to, I'm so excited for you to be on the board because I, I, love autism hair product and Tamika so much um but kind of going back to what we were saying about just like finding your tribe Tamika was somebody who I I didn't even know Tamika but I was somewhat familiar with autism hero project because my husband he the, the cleaners that he goes to just just randomly had this photo up in the window like of their their logo and he was like oh he's like it's like the dry cleaners. Like they have this, have you heard of autism hero product? They, they have this little, little ad for it. And I was like, no. So I just started following them on Facebook. And then when I created the podcast, I had reached out to their Facebook page, not realizing it was Tamika. Oh, wow. And her and I had connected and that's how she kind of came on the show. And her and I um, just became friends, but just like how we were saying, like just finding, finding your people, no matter how, you'd go about that it, it really is it's just worth its weight in gold and having your your tribe that you can rely on and and talk to like you said on the on the good days and the bad days like celebrate the the triumphs and then you know be able to talk about the hard stuff too yes it's it's just so important so i'm so thankful for both of you um and i'm so excited for you to be on the board autism hero project really is like i mean there's so many different you know autism groups and charities and whatnot and I think a lot of times it's like you really don't know how much good they're actually doing what the money's actually going towards but with this one it's like you really know these people are just crusading for these kids and they're doing it out of the goodness of their heart nobody makes a dime so it it really is if you're going to back something it's such a good one to be behind yeah the money all goes um to the insurance benefits for the children nobody yeah. on the board takes a salary so that was also very important to me because you know sometimes you donate and half the money goes somewhere else so right you know and it, it really is always for the kids and that's the most mm-hmm. important thing and if you can change even one kid's life it you know it's worth it so we definitely are are super excited because we, my husband and I love this charity and have gotten really close with Tamika and her husband, Hugo, and Mm -hmm. um, their son is just awesome. He was at Blake's birthday party with your son and some of our other friends, Mm -hmm. kids, and it's just, it's fun to see all the kids together. So it's been, it's it's been really, really nice. So we're, we're very, very, very thankful for both Tamika, everything she's doing how she's trailblazing and, you know, the, the charity and what they're able to do for children on the spectrum. It's amazing. Absolutely. Well, I'm super excited for you. I can't wait to see what this year has in store. Hopefully we get out of quarantine yes. and <laughs> we can all three get together yeah. and celebrate. Yeah, that too. We can get together for drinks. Yes. You know, the whole thing. Yes. Well, Jamie, thank you so much for coming back on the pod and just chatting with me and just for being such a good friend because truly like having, like you said, having someone who understands your world and who gets it and and just is in your corner is it's, it just makes all the difference. So I'm just very thankful for you. Well, I am very thankful for you. I feel like when one of our boys does something awesome, like we are all cheering for them. So it, yeah, it's awesome. And I love getting to see the kids in person, getting to see the updates on social media, getting to see you for girls night. I mean, it's, it's all wonderful. So thank you for having me. Thanks for creating such an awesome platform for people to share their stories and connect 
um, you know, I wouldn't have met Tamika otherwise probably. So thank you for doing what you do, Megan, and for Aww. having me back on. Of course. Well, you're so sweet. Thank you. All right. Well, I'm sure I'll talk to you soon. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you take care. Okay, okay. Bye, Megan. Bye. For you, the listeners of Adventures in Autism podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. I often get asked for book recommendations related to autism, and one that I always go back to is called The Out of Sync Child by Carol Kranowitz, and it was actually recommended to me by a friend who is also an OT, and I read this book years ago before Logan was even diagnosed. It's not necessarily just for autism. It also goes into like sensory processing disorder or ADHD, but it's just very valuable information and a really great resource that I still pull from today, even though I read it years ago. So that's a really good one. Sometimes just to get my mind off things, I also just enjoy good old chiclet. <laughs> I love anything by Emily Giffen, like Something Borrowed or Something Blue, and those are available on Audible as well, but you can pick from any of their titles. So to download Download your free audiobook today. Go to audibletrial.com slash adventures in autism. All one word. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash adventures in autism for your free audiobook. Okay, well, I hope you enjoyed listening to my conversation with Jamie. Isn't she just the best? I really am so lucky to call her a friend. I, I just adore her. So thank you so much for listening today. If you would like to connect with me, you can find me on social media at Adventures in Autism Pod on Instagram, Adventures in Autism Podcast on Facebook, or you can email me at Adventures in Autism 2018 at yahoo.com. I love hearing from you guys. I love getting feedback about the show. If you have any questions or comments, bring them to me. Uh, if you are interested in being a guest on the show, please let me know if you would send me an email with like a little bit of background on who you are. Love hearing from you guys and love bringing listeners onto the show as guests. It's so much fun to get to actually talk to you, <laughs> which I've recorded a few of those recently. And it's, it's really fun, especially in quarantine times, because it's just nice to have some, some social interaction, even if it's just over the phone. <laughs> um, so that is all for today. If you are enjoying the show and you would be so kind to leave a review and a rating, a five-star rating at that on Apple podcast, I would really appreciate it. That really does help people to find the show. And I just, I appreciate your, your kind words so much. It makes me so happy every time I see a new review. So that's all for now. And until next time, take care. Thank you.